Welcome to the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs, bringing you from zero to 60 in the non-fungible token world without breaking the bank. With your hosts, Andrew, aka Rantum, and George from Mostly Stable on Zed Run, who will help you navigate new projects, interview expert guests, and explore NFT trends. So whether you're on your first or 50th NFT, we're going to have something for you. And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat, not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over, let's get to it. Today on All About Affordable NFTs, we are talking about, I think, Wagme, based on the data, we're digging into data around transactions versus volume and showing you different places where we can look for actual numbers rather than random headlines. Andrew, how's it going? Going well, yeah. You know, we're seeing, we are seeing a lot about how the NFT market is dead. The volume has gone. And I think it's worth looking into that a bit more, you know, because as we know, uh, the ETH price is way down, which is, well, it's, well, as we speak, I should say, it's actually, it's, it's quite a bit up from where it's been. Uh, I think we're hovering almost at 19, um, you know, but it's still down from where, uh, uh, way down from where it was at one point. And we're still talking about, uh, you know, total U.S. dollar volume. And of course that's hurt, but there's a lot of trading going on, George. Yeah. And we'll show that with the numbers, which, which I, I think tell, tell a story that is important to note as, you know, you continue to be a degen and collect nfts but also if you're betting on ethereum big picture um proof of proof of stake depends on transactions people don't use it it is broken full stop so are people using it and we'll, we'll use some data to answer that but getting into the news i was curious about this because uh there's a mess going on because the u.s treasury sanctions tornado cash and they yeah, Tornado Cash is the, probably the number one platform for, I will say, cycling a transaction so that you can't trace it. So it is producing like anonymity on the blockchain for a transaction when you want some privacy. And, you know, folk, it's, I will say, predominantly potentially used by people up to nefarious deeds trying to wash money they've laundered. But also like, for instance, um, uh, Vitalik. Vitalik said he has used Tornado to privatized donations made to Ukraine. So there's, I think, some pieces on it. I was curious, though, you've used Tornado. Did you get, <laughs> are you flagged or? I haven't actually used it. No, I've, I've looked at it. I've never actually, I had thought about it. Um, obviously, glad I have not used that. Uh, this is, it definitely surprised me that they came out and, you know, just sanctioned this, this piece of decentralized software. Uh, what's also interesting is that some of the developers behind this had their GitHub accounts completely removed, um, which is a little concerning, um, you know, as far as I, as far as I know, um, code is protected as free speech. Um, you know, so I understand that there may, that this is not being used for the right reasons all the time, but it seems like to just take it down entirely may not, uh, we'll see how it holds up in the long run. Um, because there are certainly many of many legitimate use cases of this. I mean, I, I know that everybody's saying that, you know, it's, it's used for, for criminal activity, but you know, really anything, as we know, everything that you do on the blockchain is public. So if 
you want to keep something private from say an employer, from anyone, if you just don't want people knowing that you're, you know, degening into the, some terrible NFT project and you want to keep that private, whatever it might be, you know, there are plenty of legit use cases for tornado cash. Um, but you know, now it looks like, uh, like you're gonna have to just use Coinbase or something like that. I mean, there are other ways to do this that you can't just shut down all of all of these services that uh, maybe put up a bit of a veil um, for privacy. Um, and you know, even with uh, even even this one wasn't one hundred percent secure as far as privacy goes, but it was it's certainly better than just moving it across to us, moving uh, your ETH across to another wallet where it's very easily tracked. Um, yeah, surprising that this this came out. I think, you know, this certainly isn't the end of it. I, I, we'll see some more. Uh, I would think that we're going to see more of these um, taken down um, as, you know, we keep seeing that Lazarus group out of North Korea. It sounds like they are one of the the major um, hacker groups out there that is using this uh, tornado cash um, to, to try to launder the money. You know, that being said, what uh, I guess we already know that the, you know, we can always, we can always track the ETH and, and I'm not sure what we were going to do with this, um, with the Lazarus group anyway. Um, you know, them being a North Korean hacking group, I don't think that it was um, all that, you know, I don't know. I, I see a lot of problems there anyway, and I, I'm not sure that it will necessarily stop them from using it. I mean, there's so many thoughts on this. It's one, a, a glaring example of the lack of understanding of this technology. You don't see them going after anybody that has ever used a Tor browser and trying to ban them and ban the code. You don't see them going after anybody that has ever used a hotspot shield to anonymize where and how they're using the internet and also blocking the code and also blocking any user that has gone through that system. And uh, the truth is this is whack-a-mole. Uh, the truth is that actually working with Tornado Cash would have made people probably safer and here's the example, putting a, a, a total cap on the amount that can be sent through or some sort of way of doing a know your customer or at least a ban a certain type of potential uh, nefarious customer or being able to track them when they go in there and flag them, hold their transaction for a bit. My mind goes to when the, uh, it wasn't the police department, but there was a regulated body that went after the, and this is very niche thing but back page of the village voice and they went after that because there were sex trafficking claims and actual activity going on on back page being posted and certain things that were just you know pretty freaking terrible but what happened when they did that the police department said what are you doing authorities this is where we're doing our best job in tracking down these cases and actually working with uh this environment and so you know, when you push it into further into the shadows, it's harder to track. So I think they just, they missed an opportunity and setting a, just a stupid, unsustainable precedent. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure exactly how this will all play out. I do think it's very, uh, it's interesting how people have played with this now. There's been over $50,000 sent out basically, you know, in ETH, but dusting people's accounts, well-known uh well-known ETH accounts, Jimmy Fallon, uh, uh, was one, oh no, we've got Shaq, we've got all sorts of different celebrities that have, you know, pumped up, uh, different cryptos and, uh, and NFTs, but somebody has been dusting all these people with ETH from Tornado Cash so that if there are more investigations going on, you know, I'm not exactly sure how you're going to 
to tell the legit users from those that have just, uh, you know, received some as a gift. You know, unfortunately, I did not get any. Apparently, I was not a big enough. I'll come out to, and say, uh, <laughs> if you want to dust my account, I will stand strong. That's right. <laughs> Go ahead and dust us. Yeah, right. I mean, but I think, you know, don't dust me. Come on, let's make it substantial. All right. <laughs> come after me. I can, I can take it. Um, Again, that's yeah, mostly stable.eat. Mostly stable.eat. <laughs> you can find me at. So this definitely got a lot of uh, talk about privacy, um, a lot on, you know, in, on blockchains, a lot of people talking about this. Vitalik even uh, weighed in with the idea of stealth NFTs. You know, would there be, are there ways to potentially even use maybe a ZK uh, roll up a zero knowledge type of um, system that you would say that, yes, this person's own it, owns it, can confirm it. It's just going to be held maybe in a different, um, you know, on a, in a common contract um, and no one else will be able to see it. Um, you know, there are other ideas because, you know, people are realizing more and more that the blockchain is not private at all. Um, this was one, or, you know, Tornado Cash was one way people were trying to add some privacy. And, you know, I think it is, you know, it's, it's one, it is okay in some ways that we can track everything. And I understand why people would want to have private transactions at times. Um, you know, so I could see some, some kind of stealth NFT. I'm sure that we'll see somebody play with this idea and, you know, this Vitalik that mentioned it after all, I'm sure someone's already uh, going to ready to push something out soon. A hundred percent agree. And I think that can be for small transactions. I think there's a whole game of like, look, bad deeds happen at scale. And if you have, you know, transactions like for under an ETH that people are just like, Hey, I don't want you to know that I'm contracting with somebody else or part of another project because maybe I'm part of this like, I don't know, absurd Bitcoin maxi community and I don't want them tracking what I do, but I want to have certain small transactions. Like there's so many use cases that are, you know, uh, in the same way that in the United States, we're allowed to use cash. Remember that? Can't track that. Remember dollars? Yes, yeah, I think... You know, I've read it, read it out there in crypto Twitter that if somebody tried to introduce cash again today, probably would not be approved because nobody would be able to track it. So, you know, that that's actually seems about right. It is funny that we, you know, keep saying how crypto is used for, for crime. Uh, you know, it is. In cash. Yeah. Cash. The U.S. dollars specifically. Very, Stacks of C-notes. Yes, I am 100% sure that cash is being used for, for crime, so. You know, <laughs> I've seen The Sopranos. I know how this works. Um, well, that's your whole episode on our first news item. I hope this is media management. What is this thing? Pinata. So this is a a media storage, a media management company. Uh, you can uh, many projects will actually host their images on Pinata. They have raised twenty one point five million in a seed and Series A funding round. Um, you know, just another. <laughs> Another side, there is still funding going on here. There's still plenty of money coming into the space. Um, you know, and it, it, it has been a concern. I, you know, I, I hope that we see more, uh, just more options of how to store our NFTs long-term because, you know, we've, we've, we've discussed this in the past. It is a concern and it, it can get better. Absolutely. And this is Greylock and I haven't seen Greylock jumping in as much in their name, Pantera and some other thing, offline ventures. Um, as well as Vault and OpenSea and Alchemy. Wow, there's a lot of folks playing in, but they're building on the, what I like, 
the IPFS, the Interplanetary File System, aspirationally named, but very intelligently designed, I would say, in terms of saying like, whoa, 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 who's got this JPEG in 10, 20, 30 years? And it's, a, it's an answer with regard to uh, decentralized storage systems, which, which need, uh, need to be built, right? Like if you're talking picks and shovels, I, I get why they're betting on this. Yeah, absolutely. And in a sign that, uh, you know, not all Web2 is uh, welcoming crypto and NFTs. We've got MailChimp banning crypto companies. So, you know, I, apparently you can't use their service to, to send emails about crypto. Kind of strange move there. Okay, cool. Uh, is it, I'm trying to understand why. Like, I don't get a good sense. Good question. Good question. I mean, I guess they just don't want to be associated with it, but that's, it's baffling to me um, as to why you would just say that it's, you're going to ban all crypto. Um, You know, in general, I think that these are, we're seeing some, some moves that don't make a lot of sense um, when we start, I don't know. I mean, it's, this is just going to be how it is in the, for all of the future. Um, No crypto ever, even as the web changes. Who knows? I imagine that that Mailchimp will uh, will end up changing that policy. Makes me almost want to start a newsletter on Mailchimp. Could if, if you guys want to sign up, you know, let's, yeah, let's we can start doing a band and we can make some noise. Um, yeah, we'll we'll add that on it. But you know, I know looking for it. Clearly, Mailchimp is owned by Intuit, um, the the people that bring you shitty software like rip you off TurboTax, and They've actually stayed quiet. Uh, they just have not mentioned anything else besides like uh, a tweet. And that that's pretty much it. Um, so uh, there are some really uh, frustrated folks out there on it. But, you know, if you're looking for an easy competitor, they're, they're one Google search away. Yeah, right. There are plenty. <laughs> All right. We do have an affordable project for you today. I've got one on the FX hash platform. And this is by an artist called Ipsketch. Ipsketch is an Artblocks curated artist, has uh, done the, the the series Bent on Artblocks. It was uh, part of the, let's see, uh, season or series five um, of the curated collection. It's a relatively popular um, curated collection there. And this Sketch D right now is, uh, let's see, it's minted recently. Um, that's a hundred pieces, 93 are minted. Unfortunately, the seven are reserved. So, uh, you know, can't go mint those, but the floor right now, let's see, we've got, uh, I believe it is at 65 Tez, uh, Tez is sitting at about $2 right now. Um, so, you know, about, about $130, uh, floor right there. Um, there's a handful of others right around, well, of course at 69 and then 70, uh, 70, uh, Tez, um, Interesting collection here, you know, it's a generative collection, like, you know, like all the other FX hash ones. Um, it's definitely one that we've looked at trying to find, um, more affordable options for some of these art blocks artists, particularly the, the, uh, curated collection artists. Um, so that's what we've got here. And, uh, I don't have one of these yet. Um, looking at it, you know, gotta, gotta get my, my Tezos wallet ready. Um, and, oh, and go back to purchase over there, but you know, it always takes me a while. I think I forgot my password. Great. Uh-oh. God knows how I go and get that back. I use the temp. Yeah. But I, I was looking through, there's a sketch, sketch A, sketch B, sketch C, sketch D. You kind of see the pattern here, but uh, I was actually looking at a sketch C where um, the floor is like 38, um, a little bit lower. So 
Yeah. You know, like shop around and look at these different numbers because again, here's a formula. Look at our blocks. Somebody's doing well there. Then go to FX hash, take a look at their portfolio. And if you're betting on an artist who's going to have the sort of, uh, the marquee of an art blocks and you believe in art blocks, this is kind of the, the affordable backdoor, right? Suddenly you're paying a few hundred dollars instead of a few thousand for essentially art from this artist. I seriously can't figure out my password. <laughs> and just a note here, the, that bent collection on art blocks is at a one ETH floor right now. Um, you know, so as we're speaking, it's, you know, just about $1,900 for the floor price on art blocks. Well, it's a about $130 on the, the sketch D and uh, sounds like about $70 on sketch C. So, um, you know, certainly a, a much more affordable opportunity to, to own a piece by a curated artist here. Anything else you can tell me about Ip sketch? It looks like it's, uh, you know, uh, certainly like obviously code generated as a reminder of things on FX hash are that type of, um, we say not GAN, but definitely code generated. So the, the, just reading more about this, the idea from this is that, you know, he, the artist makes a lot of generative projects and, you know, not everything sees the light of day. And this is kind of a way to, to let some of these ideas get out relatively small collections here. The, the sketch a was 50 pieces and then the others look like they are each a hundred pieces. So, um, much smaller than, than, um, what you would use, or I'm sorry, sketch C was 150 pieces. Um, the others are a hundred, um, so much smaller, um, you know, the, you can see kind of a pattern across these. Um, I, I actually like that sketch C a lot as well. I like the, uh, the negative space in a lot of these, the, the pieces in there. Um, but yeah, some cool pieces here. Um, now I'm going to have to go back and forth between uh, C and D now that you, you've got me looking at these. <laughs> I love, I love we're going to have like a bidding battle between us. Any idea on, I'm trying to get a, a sense of volume and like, I would say it looks like about 10 a day kind of moving between these collections, but I'm trying to get a, an idea. It, there was a, definitely a bump because I think there are folks running our play here. When they see it on our blocks, they go in there. Um, there's, there's movement across all. So I go to um, the Ip sketch dashboard and kind of get an idea of uh, activity and sales volume. All right, shall we go on to our seat? Wagby, we're back. Wagby's back. It's just like good news. I think, you know what? We're going to be on the rally. We're all getting ready for, for the merge. And it's just going to be parties and celebration for the rest of the year. The first half of this year was just crap and garbage into the ground. And this is, this is the rise. But I think overall, sort of like the, the news of my death was greatly overstated, overwritten, and over, uh, oversubscribed. And I just want to come back to the data. Like when I'm confused and I want to get sense so we've included a lot of uh, a lot of different charts here but including uh some of yours of course and you know big picture what we see in volume and versus transaction volume we've talked about a lot of times is essentially how much in terms of eth or the overall value in us dollars do we see and very clearly if we are at half a third of the overall prices of the cryptocurrency then that volume number is just going to look artificially low and is actually a poor indicator of usage. Usage can be determined best by transactions, that TXN number, or unique buyers. And so inside of that is what I'm trying to look at. And I'm really loving the, the ransom.xyz NFT slash data hyphen analytics rolls off your tongue. 
uh, <laughs> charts here where I can actually like, dive in and be like, no, 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 no. I want to see all of the Ethereum NFT sales counts. I just want to see how many are like passing by. And like, I got to tell you, you know, you look at the 30 day average rolling counts and this chart, like it doesn't look, it, it's higher actually in total sales counts. Maybe I'm misreading it. Help me here. Misreading, it is higher than it was in January, looking at sort of this summer in, in, in total volume. Yeah, we are actually higher than January. You know, it, it, we've, we've seen some sales counts dip, but, you know, we're still seeing pretty impressive sale, sales counts, even compared to, to a year ago. I mean, when, when prices were absolutely out, you know, getting outrageous. Um, you know, we've seen a lot. Well, for one, we've seen a lot more NFTs come onto the market, but we are still seeing people come in and while that you know, while the volume isn't always there, we do see people trying this out using NFTs and that's, that's a great sign. Um, you know, I'm very encouraged when I look at this and see it's not people just abandoning NFTs. It's not people leaving and not coming back. Volume is down. Transactions aren't, you know, there are, there are some really good signs here. We're seeing, you know, ETH activity pick up again. And I think, you know, we, we've seen it before. It's, it doesn't, uh, you know, it doesn't always make sense, but you know, it almost like it almost takes higher prices and, and takes some volatility to get people looking again. Um, and then, you know, it doesn't always follow immediately with, with transactions, but right now we're, we're still, still seeing people here and this, the tech's working, you know, this is impressive. Yeah. And this is, I mean, overall trend year over year, just superior, far higher. Um, you know, two X, I would say year over year, looking at just like broad strokes of what's going on. If, um, if I'm understanding this right. And maybe part of this is that, look, there are higher velocity transactions going on because gas is lower. Sure. Fine. True. And we can look at some, some other information, right? So you're saying like, oh, you know, there are, you know, three times, four times as many projects and there's a lot of more bot activity fine there's still activity nfts trading wallets for various reasons and that's still out there if we look at unique buyers though and i can get you know this look off of um i forget where i pulled this chart but the the data on the the unique buyers looks you know like in august the same as it was you know roughly a year ago and it's, it's still there. Certainly unique buyers spiked earlier this year uh, based on those data. But it's, um, I, I would say, still a positive thing that there are, you know, the, those unique wallets haven't gone to like, you know, if those were below, you know, a year ago, even smaller, it'd be like, oh, it's one, you know, disproportionately active bot, active account running, uh, running volume ones. Oh, Crypto Slam NFT. That's what it was. Crypto Slam NFT Global. And then I filtered for uh, uh, the overall uh, chart range. Yeah. I mean, in general, we're, you know, it's just, it's good to see that people are still here. You know, this is somewhat like, you know, we've talked about how in the dot com crash, you know, there were a lot of, a lot of things that went to zero that didn't come back. And I think we're going to see that again in this. And we're also going to see some real winners come out of this. You know, keep paying attention, look at what people are continuing to use, where people are going. Um, you know, this isn't this, I, I, obviously I don't believe that it was, you know, just a one-time bubble. I'm very uh, optimistic about where we are going and, and, you know, I, 
I look at charts like this and believe that, you know, at some point we're going to start seeing a lot more growth. So specifically, I, like I jumped in just to pull the numbers because I don't want to speak in broad, broad strokes like I normally sometimes do. Let's just throw a dart. August 11th for fun. August 11th, we saw 41,808 unique buyers. That number, right, just on a, in terms of a single day, um, compared to, you know, last year at this time, last year when we were doing our podcast and thinking about it, there, there were 44,000 unique buyers in <laughs> 2021 on this like exact day in August. So yeah, there was a bit of a pump, but the people are still here. And my mind goes to like, if the transactions are there, if the unique buyers, right? If the unique buyers are there, this to me reminds me of dot-com bust, but people still searching on Google, people still buying stuff on Amazon, people still posting shit on Facebook. Well, actually a little different there, but maybe MySpace at the time, <laughs> bad example. Okay. Finally, I do want to pull one more of your dashboards because then we get to NFT collections. So this is your random.xyz NFT hyphen collections, hyphen data, hyphen analytics, again, all in the show notes. But I, I like looking at individual projects inside of here because it gives me a clean look at, um, at what's going what's going on for uh, a given thing. Can you tell me a little bit more about why you created the collection analytics? Um, I'm sorry, we're talking about which, uh, which chart here? I'm, I lost you when you were reading that. Um, <laughs> you lost my, in my URL string. Um, the collections data analytics, like in, in, when you look at an individual project. Yeah, well, I mean, this is, this is a great one, I think, to be able to just get some, get the same, uh, numbers on each collection, as in you can look up any collection here, get the, the sale price, get the number of holders, the change in holders, trying to get the, uh, um, just the single sales, just get, get a pretty in-depth look at, uh, each collection idea being that, you know, you might be able to, uh, <laughs> uh, to compare these a little, or to, to look more in depth than what you can get generally speaking on, on open with just the, the floor price, um. Yeah, and some, I guess they have a, a bit more, but it's, you know, relatively basic on OpenSea. Um, so this, wow, I am looking at one now that is uh, queued. Um, so this will pull stats um, or any data um, that is, that, I'm sorry, any transaction on any, from any marketplace, it's based on, um, on actual Ethereum transactions, not necessarily looking at uh, OpenSea data. Um, so that is definitely useful as we start seeing uh, more marketplaces. We can keep looking at where the sales are happening um, across any marketplace. Um, so it's one I generally try to look at this, pick, pick these up. Um, you can enter any, like I said, you can enter any contract address in here. Got, got a few hundred um, collections that are there and ready to, to load by name. Um, but not all of them are, are searchable by name. But if you get the, the actual contract address, it's always available that way. How do you get a contract address? Like, what is the process of grabbing that? That's a good question. So if you're in OpenSea, if you're looking at your, any of your assets in OpenSea, um, I'm going to pull one up right now just so that I uh, am looking at the right way. But if you look in the, the URL, um, once you open the, um, open the page to the individual NFT 
you'll see the long string. It's, let's see, it's openc.io. You'll see something like slash assets slash Ethereum here, and then zero X, a long 42 digit uh, code. That's the contract right there. The, the final slash will be your token number. Um, so you can get the, you know, just copy that zero X um, until the, that last slash to get the contract address. Um, so that's, you know, the, that's what we're looking at if we're ever looking for things on Etherscan, if you're ever, um, even to find, to make sure that you're looking to get at, to make sure that you're getting the right collection on OpenSea or, or looks rare, you can use the contract address because as we know, people can uh, spoof up other contracts and give it the same name pretty quickly. And, you know, OpenSea's not always so good about cracking down on those, but uh, um, that is another way to to try to make sure that you are are on the right page and looking at the right collection. Yeah, I wanted to check that address. I was obviously asking to like look at it, but maybe we'll do it a episode about Etherscan and like the ways the ways you use that. Yeah, right. I mean, there are, there are so many tools out there, but yeah, definitely <laughs> good to look into these. Um, you know, look at those. Uh, you know, as we were talking about in our last episode, you can look at the that market cap, but then also obviously start looking um, way more into details of these collections as as you go here. All right. Uh, full disclosure, we don't own Ipsketch, but we might. What are the chances that we both try to fill our walls and go try to get one of these things? What is your... You know, I'm, I, I got to get my password as well. I'm, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm not logged in. I may actually have that at my at my desk. Um, able to log in, but I realized I ran out of Tezos because I uh, I fritted it away. Um, so I'm going to have to go go load mine up. But I logged in successfully. No, I don't know. I'm looking at the sketch. See, that floor is going to move. Full disclosure. I think I'm going to get one. Oh boy. Well, it's a race. Yeah, but we're saying race to the, the bottom. price. Apparently, George is going to uh, to move I'm that price move like a whale, <laughs> like a whale. All right. Um. Again, don't forget to uh to dust us to to prove your point with your tornado cash money. Um. You know where to find us. Leave a rating. Also, it's as good as now. Dust us first, then leave a rating. Uh. If you get a second. All right, Angie. Congrats on passing 100 podcasts. Uh, we'll we'll do the the anniversary pod, I guess, uh, coming up in September. I think. Yeah, it's right around the corner. Maybe we maybe we maybe it's a ETH merge slash oh. anniversary podcast. Wow, man, perfect. All right, see you out there. This has been an episode of the Triple A NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs. The episode notes and resources may be found at 3ANFT.com in our show notes. Again, 3ANFT.com. And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something.